Hey, I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how you're probably passing up your soulmate. Stick around till the end, and I'll show you how to find a relationship where you feel safe, heard, and understood. We're going to start with our Love You insight today, and couldn't tell you if this is insightful, but I think it's one of the things where if you uh, spend a really long time doing something, you manage to see things slightly differently, whatever you do professionally. I'm, I'm quite confident that I couldn't go and do your job, uh, even if I'm relatively hardworking. And so with dating advice, everybody thinks they can do your job because everybody does do your job. Everybody gives dating, dating advice. We've all been giving, giving dating advice to other people since we're 13 years old. Why? Because we all have opinions and our opinions are informed by our experiences. And so if you ask someone, you know, you could ask anybody anything and you're going to get a whole spectrum of advice. And the only reason I get to do this is because I've been doing this for a super long time as a guy who dated prolifically and a guy who's been married forever and someone who happens to make a living doing this. So maybe this will be insightful to you. I hope it is. Part of the origin story of what I do and Part of the reason I think hopefully it has power is because I don't think I'm some sort of, uh, you know, I, I don't claim to be perfect in any way. I didn't come out of the womb knowing how to do this. I did go on hundreds of dates. Uh, I was looking for the wrong kind of people when I was single. I made pretty much every mistake you can make in the book. And it was a really slow, painful, iterative process. And so even though I'm a big advocate for online dating, not because online dating is perfect, it's horribly flawed. But because real life doesn't provide us that much opportunity to meet people, part of the reason I'm an advocate for online dating and what makes it ironic is that I didn't meet my wife online. I met my wife at a party. And yet our marriage is the best example for why online dating is important and why you should learn how to use it. The story of how we met, I've told before, definitely tell it and love you. Don't need to reiterate it today. Uh, even if you find it interesting, it's not really the point of the story. The point is that we were both on Match.com at the time that we met, but we didn't meet through Match.com. And that lets me know that she and I were be like ships passing in the night, right? We probably never would have met. Why? Because of our pre-existing search criteria that were earnest and sincere and not wrong, but completely ended up boxing us in. I was a 34-year-old guy looking to have two kids. I was not searching for 37-year-old women online. I met my wife when she was 37, proposed at 38, married one month before she turned 39. That wasn't the plan. That, And again, I could defend that decision at the same time. I literally would have missed out on the person who would make me happier than any any decision I've ever made in my entire life. Comes back to the de decision I made to marry my wife. And I would have passed her up online. Similarly, she wouldn't have chosen a Jewish atheist. Right? We are very small percentage of the population. I am not a, I wouldn't say card-carrying member. I don't wave that in people's faces. I don't make a big deal about my belief system. I don't try to impose those beliefs on other people, but some people do, and some people have opinions of what it's like to date someone who's an atheist and that they're all 
arrogant, outspoken, going to make fun of you and your religion kind of people. And, oh, the Jewish guy is going to make you convert. Um, you're not going to like that. You know, you'll never be enough for the Jewish guy. And that's a pretty common uh, trope as well. And so my wife, having gone to 16 years of Catholic school, wouldn't even even looked at that, wouldn't have entertained it, would have clicked clicked off every generic Christian denomination. She's Catholic, would have clicked on every generic Christian denomination, never would have considered me. And so this is how easily two people end up passing each other up. And I thought of this recently because I've got a client who is a five foot nine woman who came to my signature course, Love You, to challenge herself because whatever she was doing on her own wasn't working. And I gave her some statistics. For example, if you're a 5'9 woman and you think the world's most important thing is wearing heels and still looking up at a man, you've now eliminated, right? If you're just choosing a six-foot tall guy, you've eliminated 86% of the population before you have talked about any other characteristic he has. We've eliminated 86% of guys. And now we complain, there's no guys. Well, if you insist on dating a six-foot guy, there's no guys. If you realize height's not that important, that it's really about confidence and intelligence and humor and a good demeanor and being relationship-oriented and da 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 the world opens up. So she took my advice, did something she never did before, went out with a five-foot-six guy and had an amazing time. Now, you might be hearing that saying, I would never do that. I don't want to be the bigger person in the relationship. I've tried it. I want to feel small. I want to feel feminine next to him. I can't help what I'm attracted to. I got it. But these are the same things that you want other people to open up to. You don't want a guy who discriminates against you because you're 50 instead of 49. You don't want a guy who discriminates you because you're a couple extra pounds compared to how you were when you were 24 years old. But we always reserve the right to discriminate against other people. And I understand that. That's pretty normal. So when I talk about your whole world opening up, uh, if you've never done this before, um, go to my website, evanmarkatz.com, click on uh, love stories, love you love stories at the top of the page. I got, I don't know, maybe 100 wedding photos up there. Uh, There are infinite ones from where that came from. Those are the women who I had a close enough relationship with who, when I asked for permission to share their love story, they said yes. All the people who would never want to admit that they had a dating coach are not up there. All the people who don't want to even acknowledge it to their husbands because they're too embarrassed don't have it up there. So if you see 100 wedding photos, know there's a 1,000 behind that. So go through that for your entertainment, hope, inspiration, edification, and actually read some of those stories you'll find that just about everybody says, I never would have chosen this guy before Love You. Did I get them to settle? No. Are they miserable? No. They, it, was, it, it would be like trying a new food on a menu and then discovering you like the new food. You just thought you weren't going to like the new food. All right. So that's the common thread throughout our Love You Love stories. All right. Before Love You, I never would have chosen this guy. He is five years younger than me. He's 12 years older than me. He doesn't have a college education. He practices a different religion. He votes across the other side of the aisle, right? Like there's always someone challenging themselves and realizing that their dating pool expands. And I call this not particularly eloquently. I call it dating on the margins. 
widening the aperture. I'm looking at a camera right now, widening the aperture to see more men. No one's making you go out with these men. No one's got a gun to your head saying you have to do anything, but you can't go out with people you don't see. So the problem is people get online and they narrow what they're looking for. Six feet tall, six figures, master's degree, likes the same hobbies. That's my dating pool. I know what I'm attracted to. I know what I like. I like the male version of me, but bitter without my flaws. That's what I'm looking for. And then we realize there's virtually no one to choose from. And so dating becomes a bit of a slog. And then someone else hears what I have to say. I say, oh, so I should just like open up to every guy, every loser? Didn't say that. If you see more men by lowering your height requirement to five, six and lowering your top age requirement from five years to 10 years, you're going to see literally three times more people. If 5% of those people are winners, you just did the best thing in your entire life. So you could still eliminate 95% of guys. No one's making you go out with people. I'm just asking you to see more people. And I know that's challenging, but remember, and I know this is counterintuitive, your goal is not to choose your husband from a dating site. It's not. It's impossible. You can't choose your husband for a dating site. It is to interview candidates who have potential. That's all. You can't know if a guy is a quality person from a profile. It's impossible. You can know basically how he looks and a couple things that he likes. So in Love You, instead of looking for common interests and the resume, we look for decent looks, decent chance of, of decent conversation. We're looking for guys who are anything from a six and above on a one to 10 scale. And I know it's gauche. So we're looking for guys six and above and we screen in and we start talking to them. And how do we judge men? How do they treat you? How do they follow up? Right. And it means when you pay attention to how he follows up and how he treats you and then what it's like when you talk to him on the phone or you talk to him on FaceTime or how he shows up on the first date, right? you'll still eliminate a whole bunch of men along the way. That's the whole point of our screening process. But if a guy earns the right to go out with you, it's because he has something really compelling that makes you want to get to know him. And you can't always tell what that is just from a profile, which is very much exclusively looks and common interest driven. So we all have a picture we painted in our head of what our ideal partner looks like. The problem is it's, it's definitely an incomplete picture. It's definitely an incomplete picture for me. My wife is nothing like what I thought I was looking for, apart from how we are together. We are magical, but on paper next to some of the people I've dated or next to some of my clients, my wife doesn't hold stack up in a tail of the tape. It doesn't matter. This is the point. I'm, you're not finding a husband for bragging rights to say, oh, I got a top chef supermodel road scholar. You're trying to find someone to love you unconditionally for the rest of your life. Those are different things. So as I mentioned, dating on the margins doubles your dating pool, triples your dating pool. Right? I, I look these numbers up because uh, again, not good with numbers, but very basic. Dropping from six feet tall to five, six as your match, right? It, especially if you're, uh, you're short, all right, dropping to from six feet tall to five, six increases your dating pool by 400%. Letting go of advanced degrees increases it by 300%. Even dropping your income requirements from 100,000 to 75,000, right? Takes you to, gives you access to basically the top third of men. So if any of this sounds like settling, consider that most normal women need men to relax their standards. I can't emphasize that enough. This is a two-way street. 
If I were coaching men, I'd give them the same thing. I read them the same riot act. This isn't, you know, mansplaining whatever bullshit has been, I've been accused of. This is Mac. This is not my opinion at all. All right. If a guy says, I can't help it, Evan, I'm just attracted to women in their twenties who are a size two. I mean, what, so sue me. All right. Good luck. If you're a 45 year old guy trying to get a woman in her twenties, who's a size two, probably not going to do very well for yourself. You can try, you can knock yourself out, but you might be better off choosing a woman who's your age, who you find attractive. I think that'd probably be a better bet. Maybe he doesn't want to date a woman who has iffy self-esteem and a bad track, re track record with men, which describes a lot of people that I work with. Maybe his search criteria is 40 to 50, pretty reasonable, and you happen to be 53 and you miss his cutoff. All right, if I'm coaching him, I'm saying, buddy, widen your aperture same stuff this is why we date on the margins it is exactly what you want and to do for you as well good good www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash apply give me your email address watch my free video on fixing your broken man picker and soon i will give you a fast path so you could find love this year not next year not eventually not after you've listened to 300 podcasts, but like getting into action and doing something now, go to evanmarkatz.com forward slash apply, click on the link in the show notes, and I will take care of you. Personally, I will take care of you. Love you, small win. This is what we do. Uh, we celebrate every Tuesday night when I've got my big group coaching call. We celebrate small wins. This comes courtesy of a client in the Northeast. She's attractive. She's in her late 30s, and she writes, I'm boyfriend-girlfriend status with Mr. Younger Man. It's been going really well. I feel like my attraction has been growing over time, which is nice. He's cooked me dinner and come over. We've done some fun things together, and I'm just enjoying it as opposed to overanalyzing it. So this is someone who widened her aperture, put more people into her funnel. Instead of eliminating someone who seemed like he might be too young, she has now, since she wrote that, she's much deeper into that relationship. These people are now in love and talking about a, a family and a future. So uh, that's why I always pair the Love You Small Wins with the theme of the week. There's not just me saying it, there's all this great anecdotal evidence that proves that when you try more foods, you find more foods that you like. If you say there's only one food I like on this whole broad deli menu, you might get bored with that meal and you might discover that meal makes you sick. So my recommended read for the week, uh, it's, a, it's an old uh, blog post uh, called You're Probably Passing Up Your Soulmate. And it alludes to an OkCupid study that I think they've since taken down because it was, it revealed information that doesn't look good. A couple things that was revealed. Number one, it reveals that men are most attracted to women who are much, 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 much younger, right? If he's 50, he's attracted to 21-year-old women. If he's 20, he's attracted to 21-year-old women. That's like high on the curve in terms of what people look at first. It shouldn't be a huge surprise, even if it's a huge disappointment. If you pay attention to who models are or porn actresses, there, there's just certainly a certain type that that is, you know... Uh, considered most attractive. And so 
people always look there, but it's not that they get those people. So eventually they kind of have to get with it. And so then the curve that they went into, and, and with OkCupid, okay, you're dealing with big data, uh, right? You, you have a, a big, broad bill curve. So you have, you know, 80, 80% are in the bill curve. And then on this side, you'll have, you know, five or 10, you know, five, 10% on either side of the bill curve. So like in a normal bell curve, and again, I'm just repeating statistics. None of these are my ideas. 5% of the women were found to be in the least attractive part. 5% were, were supposed to be in the most attractive part. Most women falling in the middle 90%. All right. And this is the way men rate women, which is to say, convolutedly, that men have a pretty reasonable distribution, even if it sounds really disgusting to talk this way there's a pretty much predictable distribution between what a guy would consider a three and a six and a nine out of a one to 10 scale in terms of attractiveness. And these people got the most attention. And we'll get back to that statistic later. The people on the far right curve got, you know, uh, a, a lot more attention. People got on this, I got a lot less attention, but there was a relatively solid and predictable distribution of what to expect. Here's why the study became controversial. Women, this is true, rated 80% of men as below average. So while men could say three, five, seven, nine in terms of their rating, women literally thought that 80% of men were less than a five. And that should make you cringe and that should make you laugh and you should have a, a moment of fam familiarity because that's probably true too. Women think 80% of men are below average, where statistically you'd think 50% of men would be below average. But that's actually not the case. So only 20% of men are above average. We're not even talking about like decent. So if 80% of guys fall in the bottom 50th percentile, that means there's a whole bunch of guys that are being immediately dismissed. It's strangely, therefore, women, not men, who have unrealistic expectations of the opposite sex. All right. Now, this does not excuse men for any of their excesses, of course. Only reporting the thing that I read that made big news man, probably uh, 10 years ago. So here's the, here's the quote. The most attractive men get 11 times more attention than unattractive men. So if you're writing to a very attractive guy online, you now know you're competing with everybody else on the website. You can't be too disappointed when you don't get a reply. Now, on the other hand, you could say to yourself, hmm, if all the women on the website, like everybody's vying for the top 5% of men, and they are, that means the men in the actual 50th to 90th percentile, not the top 5%, right? Your top chef, supermodel, road scholar, six feet tall, six figures, master's degree, square jaw, great abs. Everybody's interested in him, right? But there's value stocks that are just at the tier below. So if you're neglecting that, not even paying attention to the guys who are legitimate sevens, right? You're really, really missing out. You're, you're, you're pigeonholing yourself and thinking, this is the only kind of guy I can be with. This is the most desirable guy. That guy has a million people writing to him too. He's more likely to be a player. He's more likely to have a million options. It's not terribly surprising. Right. So I'm not here to say that you're not worthy of that. I'm saying that's like playing the lottery. There's a very slim chance of winning the lottery, just like it's a very slim chance that you listening right now are 
a billionaire, right? Someone becomes a billionaire, but it doesn't mean your life is miserable if you're not a billionaire. There's a lot of other ways to be happy. So realizing this, that there is an undervalued stock, the guys that women are not looking at, right? According to studies, not according to me, right? If you are the person who's doing that, you're going to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. And it is exactly what I'd tell men. Hey, if you're, if you're a 50 year old guy and your search criteria is 25 to 40, how about you go up to 55? How about you choose the hottest woman your age? If that's the most important thing to you, dummy. If that's the most important thing, you can get literally the hottest woman your age instead of say having these 30 year old women say, why is this guy who looks like my dad writing to me? Ew. Right. And he's going to bang his head against that wall until he realizes it's not working. It's not working very well at all. Right. And if he got more realistic, he would do much better. Right. He'd find someone who appreciates him and is open to him. And this is the way people date. Men and women are aspirational daters. We all tend to date about 25% above. And that's fine. It's only when I hear that people are complaining that nothing's happening and online dating sucks. It's like everybody's applying to Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, and they've basically left out every other college. Sorry, every other college is terrible. And it's simply not true. Um, all right. Our love you love story for today. Uh, these are always inspirational. Uh, we've had a great couple of weeks. I just got a wedding photo. Um, I knew she was engaged, but I got the wedding photo just about an hour ago from a client uh, who now lives in Florida, but she met her, her partner in London. This is a different story uh, from a client named Stacy. Before Love You, I would have dismissed my husband on the first date for not looking or talking like the type of man I thought was my best match. However, your advice on mirroring, noticing substance over form, and looking to someone's actions instead of their words resonated with me. I kept that in mind, ending relationships that were going nowhere, and recognizing that chemistry does not guarantee compatibility. When I encountered Brian in early March of 2020, we texted and talked many times before meeting in July, laying the groundwork for a trusting relationship filled with laughter. By December 2020, we got a husky puppy and Brian moved in with us. To summarize, the lessons you provided to me allowed me to evolve into a more loving, trusting, and accepting person who moved past the damage from past hurts to develop a deep and sustainable love with a wonderful man. I wanted you to be aware of your good work and what it's wrought for my family. With gratitude, Stacy. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click on the button, uh, ring the bell to get notified when new content comes out. And if you want to find a high value man who loves you unconditionally, who takes care of you, who eases the burden of your life, and you've been struggling and struggling and listening to podcasts and reading books and going to therapy and nothing has gotten you across the finish line yet, go to evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply, fill out a short application, get on the phone with me, and I will get you the relationship that you so richly deserve. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Are you the woman who has everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, 
and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started.